Welcome to our newest episode. Today I'm going to basically talk spoilers with you when it comes to Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, apparently. So, before I even start, let me tell you, these are huge spoilers. I mean, if you haven't read the spoilers or have no idea why this game's ending has been removed from Twitter more times than you can count, there's a good reason that you should probably avoid this and come back when you have played the game. So, if you're still here, then you're ready for spoilers. Okay then, so let's start. You guys are brave. So, as you may notice, during the game there are some creatures called whispers. These whispers are cloaked figures which come and go all the time. Not all the time, basically whenever you're trying to change the future or destiny. That is pretty awesome, actually. Because, you know, they're weird. They have an agenda. And it's just, I don't know, it's just weird the way they exist. But there's a really good reason for them to exist. Apparently they are really, really sensitive to whenever Sephiroth appears because he's trying to change destiny. Yet he retains control of that destiny because, well, you do something at the end before I get to that. Now, here are a few things to note. If you haven't watched Advent Children, then you're going to be a little bit confused. Advent Children was about the time, it's actually a sequel to Final Fantasy VII, when, where basically um, Cloud is dying from a disease. Some other children have that disease. It comes from Genova cells and all stuff like that. Those are pretty nice and all that. Until we are met with three different versions of Sephiroth. These guys come and are basically his remnants because apparently the Sephiroth can't return to the planet because uh, of his genes or whatever. So he creates these three remnants. And one of them, Kadaj, if I'm right, actually absorbs the Genova parts so that he can become Sephiroth once more. He becomes Sephiroth, he fights Cloud, he loses, to which he says that I can never be erased, or I'm never just a memory. Sorry, this is the line. I'm never just a memory. So, so far, you know where I'm going with this. We have three different Sephiroths, remnants actually. Sephiroth himself, who tried to come back. He was... He actually lost, but he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back. Screw you. I'm never just a memory. All of that is pretty cool, pretty nice. Until when things start to change. Things start to change so many times. Like, you know, they try to keep the destiny the same. And you're like, okay, maybe these guys are on my side. But then you see some things that don't make sense. Why would, for example, um, was the fact that the wage survive? if he was originally meant to die. 
Although he apparently dies later on again, which is weird because he didn't die basically the first time. So there are many things that are weird in this game. There are many things that you don't understand. You're like, okay, so why is it like this? Why are they trying to, you know, save people and then try to kill them? Maybe they're trying to preserve the same timeline. Now, here's where things get interesting. Here's where things, I actually like them. And they get pretty weird. When you're fighting in the other part of the, basically the other world, where you're fighting whispers and all that, you come across free whispers. At first, people thought that this could be, you know, these people could be Tifa, Barrett, and Cloud. Now, there are different theories regarding that. I'm going to actually state two theories that I think are very plausible and tell you why. Each of them works or doesn't. Now, the first one states that these are actually mirrored versions of these characters because one of them fights barehanded, one of them has guns, one of them has sword, and they have it in the wrong arms. And they are basically mirrored versions, saying that maybe these is, this is the future part, future counterparts of them, that they're doing their best to preserve the future because it says in one part, when you scan them, it says that these guys are trying to preserve the future that shaped them. Here's where it gets interesting. The future did not shape these guys, they shaped the future. Unless you're trying to tell me that the version that we see in the future, the Advent Children and Cerberus, they're basically different because something happens to them or whatever. Okay, I get that. However, there is a theory that works way better. This theory comes as saying that Advent Children has way more effect on the story that you might realize. As you may know, when the game came out, the movie Advent Children actually became free to stream on Crackle. That was weird. Nobody noticed that. I mean, people would say that, well, it's a compilation of Final Fantasy. <laughs> Why not? It's probably a good move on them. But no. There's a reason. There are three exactly looking whispers. There are actually three of them. They look exactly the same except their weapons, just like the Sephiroth remnants. They have weapons that resemble those remnants, the sword, bare hand, and the guns, they resemble that. And when it says the future that shaped them, they're, they're trying to preserve it, well, think about it. Future did shape them. Sephiroth was killed. Sephiroth had no chance but to create the remnants to come back. Henceforth, why they want to preserve the future. This makes much more sense than you would think. So... Let's assume for a moment, these are them. They are trying to preserve the future. But we might think, okay, so why are they fighting these guys? Why did they even save them at some point? Think about it. As far as we know, they hated the fact that they were remnants, that their mother or Genova did not choose them instead of Sephiroth. So apparently they want to let the future remain the same because if they don't, they won't exist because if Sephiroth never dies, they never exist. So they're doing their best to preserve it in any way they can, which is why they keep them, they keep them alive. They change some part of the future and then correct it. And more importantly, they're trying to tell them something that, hey, you're not supposed to kill us. Remember that. 
I don't know if anybody has tried to lose to these guys. Probably would make sense because maybe they tell you then that, hey, dude, hey, don't kill us. Probably, I, I'm sure many people died to them in hard mode, but still. This is a thing that really, really racks my brain. They're trying their best not to die so that they can tell these guys that, hey, stop changing the future. Sephiroth is meant to die all the time. Don't kill us. So, okay, let, let's get this straight. They're not supposed to basically get erased from history. They're supposed to save everyone. But unfortunately, they killed him. They killed the Harbinger. What happens? Well, basically, Sephiroth take con takes control of this thing. He's no longer bound by it. He goes even to the edge of creation and gives a cryptic message saying, Hey, you have seven minutes. Seven seconds, sorry. Till you defy fate. Blah. Okay. Now, here's a thing. Apparently, in the original, it took Sephiroth seven seconds before he stabbed Aerith. And we are shown... Well, technically, there are kind of flashbacks if we're saying that this is a new timeline, the other timeline already happened. Okay, let's say that, yeah, flash forwards, even, that Aerith will die. So, here is my thoughts on everything that can happen in part two. And, of course, you may not know this, but apparently Zack is also alive. And there's a huge correction that happens, there's a golden shower that happens, but this is the weird part. The golden shower also happens in the current timeline. Why? Did anybody notice that? If this is a correction, Zack will probably die again. But the thing is, what about the rest of the thing? How did the rest of it happen? I mean, was it happening at the same time? I mean, the plate, all of that? What's going on? It's a weird thing. I mean... Zack, I don't think he's, even, he's still alive. Appar of course he will die. Otherwise, how can Cloud become who he is? He needs to die. Well, that is true. He will die. But how and why? We don't know. But it will be apparently different than Crisis Core because it was already different. So, here's the thing. What will happen in Part 2? In Part 2, I'm sure we'll be flashbacking to Zack and how he apparently died. Sorry, Zack, but you have to die. So, he dies and Cloud becomes who he is. In part two, Aerith will probably have to die. Now, this is something people disagreed a lot. Sephiroth giving hints as to Aerith dying, people are thinking that, well, Sephiroth wants Aerith to be saved so that, basically, if she's saved, then Holy can't do enough to stop the meteor. Okay, so, next thing people are saying is that, well, maybe they retconned the story, or maybe they already alluded this, that the meteor could only be destroyed by Aerith sacrificing herself. And that was Sephiroth's mistake, by killing Aerith. And by killing Aerith, basically, you can see that many events transpired, even, you know, Cloud being saved by Aerith. Now, Sephiroth doesn't want Cloud dead, because he knows if Cloud is dead, he's dead. At the same time, he knows that if Aerith is dead, again, he's dead. So, giving his flashbacks, he's hinting at Cloud to save Aerith. 
I would think that he would pull a crazy stunt where Cloud might think that Aerith is about to die and Aerith knows that she's going to die, but Sephiroth doesn't kill her. And that makes Aerith question the destiny, saying that I was supposed to die. Why am I not dead? Why did you save me? And creating a conflict. This is really smart on Sephiroth's part. Now, this is my theory where it begins. We know that Sephiroth isn't who he appears to be. Aerith isn't who she appears to be. That maybe both of them are from future. Or maybe their mind went back into their body to warn them of what's there to come. Sephiroth could very well do that since he, he doesn't die and doesn't go into live stream. Aerith, on the other hand, being into the live stream, she could have known all of this and gone back to do something. That's why those whispers attacked her. That's why she suddenly runs to Cloud. Because maybe at that point, he basically, sorry, Aerith's memory or soul or whatever you want to call it, goes into the past Aerith. That can possibly happen. It comes to Sephiroth, same thing. So, now this is where it gets, in, it gets interesting. Knowing how Aerith hates the unknown, knowing how she's afraid of it, knowing how she knows that she's supposed to die by Sephiroth, imagine this. Sephiroth pulls a stunt again, like I said, doesn't kill Aerith. Aerith gets mad at Cloud for doing this. And, well, basically, it creates a conflict, a conflict of interest. That's all Sephiroth wants. So Aerith doesn't die. She doesn't die in any way by Sephiroth. She still lives. The Holy doesn't materialize in the way it's supposed to. Meteor is still going to hit. That's why that somehow she's supposed to die. And we know that Sephiroth doesn't want Cloud dead. If anything, he wants him alive. Well, he needs him. And he kept saying that, hey, help me defy the destiny. Why? Why would anyone do that? Is there a reason? Is there a reason that he knows that without his help he would die? I don't know. There are many things that are weird. So to this point, I think that Remake Part 2 will be very different from the original while retaining many of the same aspects. Now, like I said, this is a weird game right now. The story is weird. Everything about it is weird. Why is all of this happening? Now, there was something I heard that was really cool. This isn't particularly a remake. This is a sequel to Final Fantasy VII altogether. Whether you want it to be a sequel to Advent Children or Cerberus, this is a sequel to that. This is not a remake in any sense of the word. Now, people might be thinking that, okay, okay, wait. Nomura is freaking this up. Nojima's doing this. Think about it, guys. These guys know what they're doing. They made Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, yes, has way too many shenanigans in time travel department. But this doesn't mean that the game is awful. This doesn't mean... That the story is going to be awful. We have no idea how the story is going to play out. What I do know is that the story will probably be three parts. And will probably end in a very huge way. That will probably impact all of Final Fantasy. So, yeah. These are basically my theories 
everybody else's theories combined. I hope this is what happens. I hope that they basically give us a good reason as to how and why all of this needs to happen and convince us that, yeah, this is perfect. I hope you guys had fun listening to this. I hope that uh, it was enlightening for all of you. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for joining me. If you have any theories of your own, don't hesitate to contact me on Twitter. Also the same ID, Nerd Factory. I, I did write in the description. It's a little bit different than you might expect. So join me there. Tell me what you think. And I'll be very happy to talk to you as to why you think this is, why you don't think this is. And I hope we'll have a conversation. Thank you for joining us, and I hope to see you guys very soon.